each show, we will start off with a quote of the day. And we're going to do that today. Today's quote is from the book Invisible Acts of Power by Carolyn Miss or Mice. It's spelled M-Y-S-S. I've heard it pronounced Miss, Mice, Mace. I'm going to go with Miss. And the quote is from the ancient Greek philosopher Epictetus. E-P-I-C-T-E-T-U-S. Epictetus. The universe is but one great city full of beloved ones, divine and human by nature, endeared to each other. The universe is but one great city full of beloved ones, divine and human by nature, endeared to each other. And again, that's by the ancient Greek philosopher Epictetus, and I find that to be very beautiful. And as I continued in the book, what Carolyn Miss, in paraphrasing what the quote means to her, I found to be pretty amazing also. So I'm going to share that as well. And what she says is, caring for other people is a cosmic obligation that we all share. We each are an individual fragment of a collective soul and are called to help each other to live with the compassionate awareness of all of humanity. Caring for other people is a cosmic obligation that we all share. We each are an individual fragment of a collective soul and are called to help each other to live with a compassionate awareness of all of humanity. And that was our quote of the day. The first was by Epictetus, the ancient Greek philosopher. The second was by Carolyn Miss, both from her book, Invisible Acts of Power. So each episode will have one of our community members share what I like to call the spirituality to you experience. And it's a series of three questions in regard to what spirituality means to you. And that ultimately is what the first question is. What is spirituality to you? And we're just going to assume I'm interviewing myself and I'm asking myself the question and I'll answer. But for me personally, spirituality is the process of finding that place of love in our hearts that we all have inside of us and we're all made of. Many call it the part and parcel of the Lord and our ability to project that love onto others through action. The practice of looking at others and seeing ourselves and when we look at ourselves being able to see others a realization of oneness and unity within all things and the nurturing of the symbiotic relationship we share with each other and all things on the planet and that's my in a nutshell I guess what spirituality means to me and if I were to put it in a, in a, in a high-level overview, that would be it. But I feel it's the, the realization of understanding we're all a part of one unity or one unit. And we need to find the unity within that unit that we're all a part of. We're all one. And spirituality is what I call the major curriculum for us here on Earth School.
And the sooner we can get to this curriculum, the sooner we can all begin to find the oneness that's within all of us. The second question is, why is spirituality important to you? And again, I'm interviewing myself here. For me, spirituality is important because in my eyes, modern civilization has deteriorated the soul and spirit of humanity. We need to restore our course back home, which is where we're all currently being called, to reawaken our highest nature. Through community, we create unity. And we can't spell community without unity. And we can't spell unity without you and I. The TY is the universal energy of thank you. The attitude of gratitude we should all have for Mother Earth, each other, and all things on the planet and in the universe. I don't find it coincidence that trees exhale what we need to breathe in to live, and we exhale what trees need to breathe in to live. We have a much greater symbiotic relationship with nature and with each other than we acknowledge and honor. And I believe spirituality can bring us back to that not only higher nature, but it'll bring us back to understanding and beginning to nurture that symbiotic relationship. The third question is, how does spiritual, how does your spirituality practice or how do you believe your spirituality practice affects or effects yourself and others positively. And personally, for me, it allows me to be conscious and attempt to walk in the mantra of the Mahatma Ram Das. And I've never heard anyone call him a Mahatma before, but Mahatma simply means great soul. So when we hear Mahatma Gandhi, it's simply saying great soul, the great soul, Gandhi. And, Mah- and Ram Das was definitely a great soul. He has been called home recently. But he has a, a, a mantra of I am loving awareness. And when I bring that mantra not only to thought but to heart, for me, it's, it's to be love. And in the being of love, all you can see and feel is love for yourself and other selves. And this is through unconditional compassion. I also sometimes say I am loving kind awareness just as a reminder to always be in a state of love that you're aware of and kind to for yourself and other selves. We have the tendency to not only be hard on others, but very hard on ourselves. And we must continue to remind ourselves the emotional conditions and traumas that were placed on us are not our fault. And once we can understand they are not ours, but what was passed down to us from generations of trauma and conditioning, we can address them impersonally, but personally take responsibility for them. And that's how I feel my spirituality has a positive effect 
on myself and others because it allows me to walk in or attempt to, I should say, walk in that that mantra of I am loving awareness or I am loving kind awareness, because once I can keep that packed in my bag and walk with it all the time, it allows me to get back to that nurturing of the symbiotic relationship because now I can, with a better lens, see the oneness of everything. And that allows me to serve others in 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 a greater aspect and just with a more humble and loving and compassionate awareness and and it fills me with joy so in a nutshell that would have been my spirituality to you experience um if we were to have this conversation as an interview with you as a community member again the space would be yours there's no right or wrong answers and wherever the conversation goes is where we're going to take it you don't need to drop me off i'm willing to go where this conversation is meant to go So, in addition to the spirituality to you experience, as I mentioned before, I will also be sharing what I call content. And that's universal information that I believe applies to all of us. And it can assist in us not only understanding ourselves, but how how the spirituality piece can um, really have an effect and an ultimate effect on how we begin to to walk in this life on this earth. This particular instance, I'm just going to do a mini bio as content, air quotes. But all in all, I consider myself an humble servant of love, light, power, and peace on the journey of self-discovery and path of self-realization. To put it simply, a big nobody, which is what I prefer. My goal is to identify with the soul, spirit energy as much as possible, as opposed to the body material energy that enables gross sense gratification, which can be a major roadblock on the path to self-realization and self-actualization. And that doesn't mean that the body material energy is bad, because that's a part of our human experience, but we've been conditioned to really indulge in what I would call sense gratification, satisfying the senses and being as comfortable as we can within the senses. And that doesn't necessarily lead to the development of spiritual growth. I carry the motto, no complaints, nothing to brag about. Bragging becomes pride of the ego and complaining is the ego's resistance to the now. So I try to find peace by remaining in the middle. I personally tell people this, I am no one's guru. I'm simply called to share information. We all must practice discernment and discretion in regard to what and whom we choose to consume and give our attention and associate ourselves with. If we can be in guilt by association, then we can be in grace by association as well. As we all are, I'm a work in progress, but the key word is work. We have to be willing and committed to do the work required to unveil our real self. The more we are able to peel back the layers of trauma, as I like to call it, 
Gamora, we can begin to unpack and assess the dis-ease that we're carrying in our bodies and begin to release it. And I use that with emphasis, dis-ease, because none of us are sick, but we're carrying so much trauma and residual just negative energy in our bodies to where our bodies are in dis-ease. And when they are at a dis-ease, you can see the physical effects of it. To give you a better, I guess you could say, snapshot of who I am, I'll run through some models, sayings and quotes that I walk with in life, and some books that I've read that have added to what I guess we can call my soul's progression on the spiritual path. We won't dig deep into any of the literature in particular. We'll unpack much of it as we progress in our journey together. But I'll have links posted in the episode notes for reference. I want to start with just what I call quotes, mottos, and mantras. And these are just things that I I, I mentally and, and just keep at heart and in thought always. But my morning gratitude when I wake up, I make sure to put the energy out there of and say, thank you. How and whom may I serve today? Who and what am I willing to become? And it creates what I would just like to call not only my personal energy of intention for the day in regards to being of service to others, but it also generates and puts out there that universal energy, kind of acknowledging that what am I willing to become? Who am I willing to become through the service I'm able to give and just through what I'm able to receive from what the universe is willing to provide me today through my experience? As I said before, my most common quote or mantra is no complaints, nothing to brag about. Another common one is pay it forward. The universe will pay it back. And what I mean by pay it forward and the universe will pay it back is to pay it forward and don't ask for a receipt. We don't, it's not about what you paid. It's because you wanted to do it and you could. It's, it's kind of what will be considered karma yoga. You're not doing it because of the result or expecting anything in return. And when we can kind of practice that idea and concept, the universe will always pay it back tenfold. <clears throat> Life is a mirror. You will always get back what you put into it. And I can't say this enough. Because if you look in the mirror and you fight the mirror, you throw punches at the mirror, you yell at the mirror, you don't like what you see in the mirror, guess what? The mirror doesn't like what it sees either, and it's going to give it back all to you. If you throw punches, the mirror's throwing punches back at you. The energy you put into the mirror is the energy you're going to get back into it, and you can replace that energy with the world. The energy you put out into the world is the energy you're going to get back. So I, I make it a goal to look in the mirror and as often as possible say I love you and we should all make it a practice to tell ourselves that we love ourselves but just as often as I say I love you I also make a conscious effort to look as deep into my eyes as I do when I say I love you and say you can do better because in some aspect we can all do better 
And that doesn't mean we're doing bad. We're not doing good. We can always do better. Um, energy is transferable, positive and negative. And that, I mean, that's, I'm, I, I, it's a fact. If you ask me, we're all bundles of energy moving around in what some people call meat suits. But the, it goes back to the energy you give off is the energy you'll get back. The energy you wear is the energy you share. Another really awesome quote that I got from a movie, I can't remember which one it was from, but the guy from Office that would always do the pranks on Dwight was the star of it. And the quote was, the greatest day in history is always today. And that just always reminds me that you can always make today something beautiful. Because today is all we have. So if you can make every today as beautiful as you possibly can, just think of the not only the beautiful life you've made for yourself, but the others that have been able to experience it with you, the others you've been able to share it with. The greatest day in history is always today. If you're going to do anything in your life, you're going to do it today, regardless of what it is. Another quote that just rings bells in my heart every time I read it. The negative in our world is not here to make our lives miserable. It is here as a catalyst to give us the option to choose to do good. And that speaks to just choices. If they say misery loves company, I don't necessarily agree. Misery loves misery. So miserable people get together and hold company. But we all have a choice. And every day we can wake up. And it's not about choosing to do good per se. But it's choosing to be a positive spark. It's choosing to be of love. And sharing that love with others as much as you possibly can. And with yourself. I always tell people I'm not trying to conquer the world. Just change it with love. Because love will find a way. Every day, we have the ability to create our day. Why not choose to make it beautiful? And that just goes back to the negative in our world that I referenced originally. We can choose how we want our day to be. If we make the decision, we can see obstacles or we can see opportunities. The choice is yours. This is something that I try to do all the time, every day, and obviously it's a lot easier said than done, and that's why we haven't mastered it as a whole. But the ability to look at other people and see yourself, and when you look at yourself, see other people. If we could all master the ability to do this, we would always treat others the way we want it to be treated. Because at that point, there would be no separation between the me and them that we currently see in the world. It would be the self and what I call other selves. There would be no separation. It would just be you and I. Um, Find a reason to smile. And this is a lot easier to do than we think. And some of the smallest things make me smile. I watch the squirrels 
eat. I watch them play. I watch the birds just do their thing. And I mean, if finding reasons to smile isn't as hard as we think it is, but we're consumed by so much negative and we give our attention in many instances to so much negative, there's no reason to smile around us. So that's why sometimes finding a reason is needed, but it's not as hard as we think. Um, lose your mind to find yourself is another really big one for me. Sometimes we get so trapped in the, what I call the, the rat race of our thoughts, the mental movies. And once you get trapped there, you're no longer living in the present moment and you're losing the now and all the power that comes with it. You're ultimately living in an imagination of your mind. And the mind is so powerful, we begin to believe these mental movies and then put manifest them, project them in reality. So sometimes you have to lose your mind to find yourself. Just release all of the, the thoughts that are there to see, hey, what's really here? And then the thoughts that are still there, find out where they come from. Dig deep. They're attached to some form of emotion. Something inside that's making you think that. And in turn, that thought is making you feel some some, some, some form or some way, I should say. Um, love is a vibration. And this goes back to us being bundles of energy. But love is a vibration. It's the highest vibration. And we need to begin to really learn to vibrate and or should I say radiate in the essence of that love vibration as opposed to the current essence and, and, and vibration of fear. And we've been really resonating in this vibration of fear for so long now, it just feels like the vibration or the, the normal way to be. That's why in many instances when we get around people that are just of just pure love, we think something's wrong with them like, man, come back to the real world. Why are you so? There's no reason to be this happy about everything and anything at all. But we've been conditioned to, to, to maneuver and function and live through this fear vibration. And we need to learn to begin to radiate and function through this vibration of love. Couple more. One, um, a message that I just share as often as I can when it can, when it can resonate with someone. But it's, it's God loves you. And in the same turn, I, I will tell someone the universe loves you. Many people may not believe in God. But I don't know many people that don't believe in the universe. So God loves you. The universe loves you. I love you. All. Forever. Always. And I digress. And those, again, were just some quotes, models, and mantras that I walk with. I pack in my bag every day and I walk with just so I know I'm keeping them with me as I maneuver through this human experience as a spiritual being. <clears throat> some books that have really resonated within as I've been on this spiritual journey. I'm just going to list them. They are referenced in the notes if you guys want to dig into them. I'll actually be digging into many of them as we continue on our journey here together. But we, the first three are what will be considered Vedic literature. And this is some of the oldest 
texts in Sanskrit from India in that region. But the first is the Bhagavad Gita, as it is. And when I say it took me a little bit over four and a half years to read the book, I still have about 30 pages left. And it's just every time I open it, I feel I'm receiving just knowledge directly for and from the higher self. Knowledge and wisdom that I just, every time I read it, it's not just reading words. It's almost like absorbing them internally. And the same would be for when I read the Upanishads, which is the next book, and the Isopanishads, which are all, again, would be considered Vedic texts. Um, the next series of books are by LL Research, and it's called The Law of One, The Raw Material. And there's a series of five books. I read one through three. I haven't gotten to four yet. The fifth one was more personal material they wanted to still share. But it's ultimately a transcript of channeling sessions that they did with one of their colleagues. And they channeled an entity by the name of Ra. If any of us are familiar with our Egyptian netters, that was the sun god to the Egyptians that they worshipped. Or at least that's what was the name of the sun god of the that the Egyptians worshipped. If you guys fall into it, we'll dig into it. But if you have the opportunity, you can determine if you believe it's the same entity. But they do bring up the Egyptians in the work. The next would be the Celestine Prophecy. I don't read very much fiction, but there are certain books of fiction that still have a great deal of truth and relevance to them, to this just current experience. This one has a really big element or should I say it dives into energy? So as us being these bundles of energy, it, it, it definitely was relevant, but I don't read very much fiction. Um, a Simple Path, which was a book about Mother Teresa. The Alchemist, another fiction piece that I thought was amazing. I mean, it's a, it's a best-selling book, but um, it just speaks to really transforming through the self, if that's the best way I can put it. And it's, 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 it's literally from the inside out, kind of transforming to manifest what you want in your experience and in your reality and world. The Virtual Selfishness by Ayn Rand. I picked this book up just because of the title and I was pleasantly surprised just to see some of the perspective and, and, and point of view, I should say, um, I wouldn't say the deepest read, but I still found it very interesting. The Virtue of Selfishness by Ayn Rand. Sacred Contracts. This was a huge book that I just really, not a huge book in size, but just a book that I really, really enjoyed by Carolyn Miss. And it speaks to our archetypes and how they really have a, a, a major part in our lives and our spiritual development and just tapping into that higher self and awareness. Be Here, Be Now is a collection put together by the Mahatma Ramdas that I still have a, like a, maybe about another 10 pages to read. And reading it, it's almost like you're sitting there with him because it, you could almost hear him speaking the words as you read them. And I'm not sure how the collection was put together, but 
It's a very fun read and it's still enlightening, very enlightening. And that's just for a lack of a better term. It's a beautiful read. Living Buddha, Living Christ by Thich Hat Nan. He's a famous Buddhist monk. Great read. I actually shared a copy with a dear friend of mine because I, I felt it would resonate with her. And it resonated with me very much, but I enjoy Thich Hat Nan. He really speaks in a simplified form of what many can turn into complex things. Gandhi on nonviolence, and on the top of my head, I can't remember the name of the person who put this together. Thomas Merton, I believe it's Thomas Merton. But um, just a, a, a collection of quotes from Gandhi on different things, from politics, spirituality, tons of things. And, and it's just always awesome to see what I would call insight, because these quotes are coming directly from Gandhi. So you get to you get to really hear it from the from the great soul's mouth, so to speak. Um, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse, which we all probably read in high school, but to read it later, it it was a different read, a completely different book. And it it I cried about two or three different times through the book. And I'm probably I'm yeah, I'm vulnerable. I don't mind. But I cried about two or three times reading it. And I know I didn't cry at all reading it in high school. Um, we have The Power of Now and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. And I don't know if it's Tolle, Tolle. I've heard it both. I say toll then I say tole hey I don't know but the power of now and a new earth by Eckhart Tolle or tole and this just really speaks to the essence of presence being present in the now and literally the power you can obtain from it leaving the mental movies of the mind and really standing and in, in, in living in the now, the reality of what's in front of you all the time. And the best way I can explain it or give you an example is the next time you're out somewhere doing something or even just at your house, just stop and listen. Just stop and listen and see how much you can actually hear. From whatever birds may be chirping, whatever cars may be driving blocked away, from whatever kids may be playing houses and houses and houses up. I mean, you would be surprised. Or if maybe you don't hear too well, stop. And if you're ever somewhere where you can just kind of gaze off into a distance or maybe if you're at a long intersection or street, just stop and see how far you can actually see. You'd be surprised like, wow. And it's just the attention we give to stop and actually focus on this right now. And once you become available in that presence, so much becomes available to you. So The Power of Now and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. Amazing reads. They're not necessarily, I can't say, I can't say they're not quick reads. I don't know how fast people read, but I like to read to understand, not to necessarily finish so sometimes you got to kind of double back, rally around it. And that goes with many of the reads here. Not many of them, but some of them. The last two are The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And it just gives you something you can actually focus your attention on each day of the week. 
He provides a different spirit, seven spiritual law that you can apply to each day of the week. And it, it rallies around energy and, and just what you give your focus on, karma, different things. I don't have them off, off the top of my head, but like I said, I wasn't going to dig too deep into them. Just list them. And the last is the Tao Te Ching by Ralph Allen Dale. A really good modern updated version, or should I say a modern type of rephrasing of a really ancient old text that I think would resonate to us now because it puts it in words that can really speak to just our language in these times. And I think he really, he did a really great job in doing that interpretation, translation, and and, and, and putting it together and still keeping its integrity. So those were some books that I believe have read to led to my added to my spiritual progression, some quotes, mottos and mantras that I carry with in my bag every day. Um, a small mini bio. I can have a small mini bio, right? That's what it was of just who I am. In a nutshell, a big nobody. Um, We had our spirituality to you experience. What is spirituality to you? Why is spirituality important to you? And how, through your spirituality practice, do you bring positive to yourself and others? We had our quote of the day from ancient Greek philosopher Epictetus. The universe is but one great city full of beloved ones, divine and human by nature endeared to each other and the beautiful paraphrasing of that quote by carolyn miss caring for other people is a cosmic obligation that we all share we are each an individual fragment of a collective soul and are called to help each other to live with a compassionate awareness of all of humanity and that's from her book invisible acts of power carolyn miss i also want to let you know as our my beloved our beloved community each episode i will also be including a rotation of three special segments and each episode that comes out i will do a different special segment of the three until we rotate it will be a rotating of three special segments you will have to tune in to find out what those special segments are but again it's just information i think that we can all still benefit from and some things to have fun with as well so I always want to thank you guys for sharing this space. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, I want to thank you all for creating and sharing this space with me. Please bear with me. I apologize on the audio, stumbling over words, throat clearing, any mispronunciations, birds chirping, and all the additional ambiance. They chose to be a part of this experience with us, so we're going to welcome them to our community. Some of it's newbie, some of it's nerve, but I appreciate your patience with me as we begin this journey together. I can assure you, I can do better. I wanted to actually speak to a correction or two when I was referencing books. I spoke to a work put together by Ram Das, 
And I said the name was Be Here, Be Now. And the name is actually Be Here Now. And again, that was a collection put together by Ram Dass. It was called, Be, it is called Be Here Now. And it's referenced in the show notes. You can always check the link out for um, just additional research on your own. And I also wanted to speak to something I mentioned around us having the ability to look at other people and see ourselves. And when we look at ourselves, having the ability to see other people. And I said, if we could master that, we would go from looking from the perspective of them and me to a perspective of you and I. And that actually wouldn't be the case. We would go from a perspective of them and me to a perspective of you are I. And I did want to emphasize that because it's not the case that it would be you and I. The whole idea is that you are I. And that's what we're looking to achieve here, to find that oneness, that unity, that unity, that allness, the beautiful divinity within all of us. So until we can share this space again, let's always ask, how and who can we serve today? Who and what are we willing to become? Divine beings, always live, love, and laugh out loud. Stay well, stay healthy, and be safe. May love, light, power, and peace be with you forever, always. God loves you. The universe loves you. I love you. Let your love shine today and every day. We're going to end today's episode with the song of the day. Love will find a way. By Mike Love. It's genuinely a beautiful song. Please listen to the words. It brings me to tears often. I'm to the point now where I can't hear it and not get teary-eyed at certain points of the song. But it's just, it really speaks to love and the power of it. I believe the what's included is only going to play a 30-second snippet of the song but i have the link to the entire song in the show notes if you don't click on any other link in the show notes please click this one the song is that beautiful divine beings again thank you so much for sharing the space with me until we can do this again namaste Spread love, spread love, spread love. We gon' try to spread some love. Ain't nobody got to know.